Hello and welcome to the Modern Divorced Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Tarasio. I'm the owner of Modern Law, a family law firm in the Phoenix area. I've been a divorce attorney for more than 15 years. I've got four kiddos and I'm divorced myself. And on this podcast, we're going to cover everything related to divorce, be it legal issues, financial issues, children issues, blended family issues, counseling, mediation, and more. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hi, this is Billy Tarasio with the Modern Divorce Podcast. And today I am so happy to be joined by Jana. Oh man, I should have practiced this last name. Lan Vanway. Did I say it correctly? Jana LaVanway. Okay, I didn't. Jana LaVanway. Thank you for saying that. Okay. Um, And this is going to be fantastic because we met 10 years ago and you've recently made a switch and you are now over with um, Juncture Wealth Strategies. And uh, we're going to get to talk about financial planning, financial planning after divorce, before divorce, what happens when your current clients get divorced and how people can protect themselves and start planning for their future. So thank you so much for joining us. Sure, sure. Thank you for having me on. It's yeah. it's pretty pretty exciting stuff. <laughs> it is. It is. And so before we jump into the nitty-gritty, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to Wealth Strategies? Yeah, so I, I've been in the financial services industry for over 25 years. Um, lived in the Chandler area for 30 years, um, so a longtime person in this part of town. Um, I've spent the last eight years or so at a very large financial institution managing about 500 families' um, net worth um, through the private client group. And now I'm in a position to work with a bit fewer people, but at a much deeper level. So, so working a lot more closely with them on their financial plans, on their investment strategy, and any other needs that they come up with with my team, we can help them in a lot of their areas of their financial life. Like I, I like to call it, we're in the hopes and dreams business here, and we always want to be looking ahead. So, it's a great business to be in. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. I think. Uh... In some ways, divorce can also be the hopes and dreams business because it really is a, a do-over for a lot of people and a restart. And um, and I know, you know, most often people are set back financially from divorce, but they also have different opportunities than they had before. So I wanted to ask you, when you've got clients that go through a divorce, what do you typically see happens to them? Um, you know, I think a lot of them are a little bit in the surprised um, state of mind for a while because you know not all of them were expecting to become divorced and so I see that um, you know if I see a lot of women who may be a bit disconnected from their financial life um, you know a lot of times it's their husband who's handled a lot of those things and so I spend a lot of time educating and um, trying to get them to a comfort level um, so that we can have good conversations and, and set up a nice plan for their future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was one of the things we were going to do today was, was um, a little bit of planning, a little bit of a goal session. Um, but before we get there, there's a lot of questions that people are asking all the time. You know, should I, is my money safe in the market? Is it better off in real estate? Should I keep my family home? Or am I better off selling it? Do you have opinions on any of those? Well, um, 
as far as the market goes, um, the you know, you, as long as you're diversified in the right ways, um, you're going to be fine. You know, you probably shouldn't have all your money in the market, just like you shouldn't have it all in real estate, right? You want to have a nice diversification in different things. And that can vary from person to person. And so, you know, a question like keeping the family home, it completely depends on the individual's situation and, you know, comes back to what does their plan look like? Um, I believe that, you know, everybody should have a plan because hope isn't a strategy, right? <laughs> uh, I have a lot of little sayings, but uh, it's important because many people approach their investing as, as kind of an island and here's how I invest and they invest without knowing what their plan looks like and what they want their life to look like 10 or 20 years or more in the future. So it's very important to me in my process to make sure I know what their plan should look like before we decide what the investments should look like. Mm-hmm. How to go in that order. Absolutely. But so many people who are going through a divorce or who have just been divorced have no idea what their plan was. They had exactly. a plan. They they had they had been part of a partnership. This partnership has failed. They are feeling discombobulated and confused, and there is no plan. And so one of those first questions is, what do I do with this house? So how do we start that analysis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I normally will start with just putting together a basic planning profile for for our client. Um, I want them to gather some basic information that will help me set up um, an idea of what they look like in a plan today. And then we can then do some what-if scenarios to help make these other decisions that are going to need to be made. But, you know, some basic information would be that I want to... Find out if they have income of their own. What does that look like? Um, what assets do they have, whether it's real estate or IRAs or bank accounts, getting some recent statements from accounts to see what those look like, what their debt situation looks like, both in terms of monthly payments and total debt. Um, and then we can start running some numbers and we can get an idea of what they look like today. And then we will talk about what do you want this to look like? You know, when do you want to retire or do you, know, do you are you going to want to take vacations every year? Do you have young children? What, you know, are they going to go to college? You know, all the, all these other questions will come up, but we have to start, you know, like the foundation of a house, we got to start with the foundation. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another decision that I see people making a lot and most often I see women making this decision instead of men is to um, take the home and the equity in the home in exchange for retirement dollars. Mm-hmm. Do you have an idea about what are your thoughts on that? Like I said, it goes back to the individual's plan. You know, if, if I have a, you know, a, a woman who's been a homemaker and a mom her whole life, Um, That may be a different decision than someone who's had their own career and has a separate income stream that's already running. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's, let's just do some planning. We will pretend that I am a 35 year old nurse and I make $75,000 a year and I'm recently divorced and I've got two young kids. Mm -hmm. Where do I start? Well, it goes back to those foundational items. Like I said, let's figure out what your monthly budget is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And this is where we start kind of thinking of some other things. So I want to look at your budget in two areas. I want to say, what are your essential expenses? Mm -hmm. You know, your housing, groceries, insurance, your car, utilities, the things you have to pay. Mm -hmm. And what are the extras that are things you want? You know, are you, you want to go on a vacation? Do you want to take your kids to do some extra things, you know, in your free time? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, what, what is some shopping things you'd like to have that you've been putting off? Mm-hmm. So let's set up a, a budget a, a budget that's divided into those two pieces, essential and discretionary mm-hmm. spending. Let's see if you have, you know, is your income going to cover that? Well, if not, let's go back and, and talk about cash flow management and see if there's some ideas to reduce costs on anything. Um, if, you're, if your budget looks okay, then we can move forward mm-hmm. and, and, you know, do we need to start replacing some savings? Are you starting out with a decent amount of assets that mm-hmm. you just need some help getting them invested for the future? Do we have some things for your kids if you have young kids? Um, mm-hmm. You know, are they going to play club sports or have mm-hmm. music and need to buy instruments or art supplies? Are they going to want to go to private school or college? Those are all conversations we want to have now so that we can set up the groundwork and we don't have big surprises later. So, I love that you just talked about that because um, it really is so individual. And even if I, even if we stick with the example of Mm -hmm. the $75,000 a year, 35 year old nurse, I've had that client who's had more than a million dollars of net worth because of their spending habits, because of the way that they ran their house. And then I've had other people in that exact same scenario who cannot pay their monthly bills, have more debt uh, and, and a bigger house payment and student loan debts. And so it, it really is so individual. Um, but many people feel like this analysis is so overwhelming and so hopeless. Like there simply isn't enough money to go around. It, it feels that way to people. And sometimes, you know, it's like you can't see the forest for the trees, right? So when we can break it down into some tan- some pieces like that, and then, you know, let us do all the legwork of putting it together. And then we can review what that looks like and, and in a way that's like friendly to a novice. Mm-hmm. Um, when we review these things, we, we have it in format where, you know, you can see it's, it's, you know, we can see where things are running well, we can see where things might not be running so well. And, and then we can find out, you know, what levers are we going to pull to fix something, right? Mm-hmm. Like with a nurse, if you're a nurse, well, um, nurses right now are in short supply. So you probably have some pretty good job security and opportunities if you wanted to work more, you probably could, but you might not if you have small kids, because then you need some daycare. Um, you may not want to be a nurse when you're in your 60s. How long do you want to be a nurse, right? Because that can be a pretty tough job. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are those are just kind of things we want to think through and see where um, we might want to make some adjustments. And with levers, I mean, you know, you sometimes if your budget isn't working, you could work a little more. Um, we could review some things. I mean, I've seen, I've had people's budgets change drastically from just a few simple things. Um, even an insurance review, you could find that, hey, you know, they're, they're signed up for minimum deductibles on everything. 
and they actually could afford a bigger deductible. They just never thought about it. And we can, you know, voila, reduce the monthly cost of the insurance. And maybe it's, it's just something simple. Do they have an old car? Do they need a new car? Are you going to buy it or lease it? Mm-hmm. Um, these are all things we can talk about and run some numbers for. Mm-hmm. I love this because it feels overwhelming to people. It seems like there's no rhyme or reason or no no real consequence to the question of how much should my deductible be. But there is a real consequence. There can be a real consequence, a real actual impact on your budget. And the other thing that many newly divorced people find is they have more time than they had before. Because Arizona is a state that really does um, support equal parenting time, which means if you don't have your children half the time and you used to be on all the time, you've got a lot of you know, newfound time on your hands that you can use to make extra income. Um, but if you don't have a plan, then that income is likely to go where all the other income went. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and likewise, you know, as that unfolds into investments, whether it's, you know, money, you know, that you got through the divorce or um, money that maybe you're saving in your 401k at work, um, or, you know, sometimes people inherit money, mm-hmm. you know, there's, different places so you can make, may get it from, but so that's why it's important to know what that plan looks like. Cause then that tells us how should that money be supporting this plan? Um, you know, is it, is it money you're going to need to draw out of in the next couple of years for something for your child or a new car or, or something like that? Or is this money that you're putting off to retirement? Mm-hmm. And you might not need to touch it for another 20 to 30 years. Mm-hmm. Well, those investments will look very different because the goals and the timeframes are very different. And I, I see many times, like you mentioned, you know, sometimes people come out of this and they're just a little anxious and, and shell-shocked by the whole thing. And they don't really pay attention to that. And then a few years goes by and then they, they've really lost a lot of gains they could have had from their investments had they been paying more attention to them. Right. So, Tell me if somebody wants to get help planning, um, how much does that cost? So we have some flexibility with that. Um, you know, if somebody's getting started with this divorce process, um, I'm happy to meet with them, consult with them a few times, get a preliminary plan in place, no charge. I'm happy to do it. I think it's something that really needs done. And it's, it's very helpful to the client so that they know what they want to do moving forward. Um, once every, the dust settles and we have a better idea of what their asset situation looks like and what future planning needs they may have, then we're going to talk about that. Um, they could have assets that they need some help with investing. And that's what me and my firm does. We will do that for them. Um, if they just need some help with financial planning, I can help them with that too on a fee basis. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Fantastic. So, so at least the initial planning um, doesn't really cost people anything. Right. Correct. Correct. And um, one of the things you were telling me about your firm that is that is pretty cool is um, all the different resources that you have for people. So if I'm in a completely different situation and my income is really high and I need to figure out how to pay less taxes. Is yeah. that something you can help with? Absolutely. And, and that goes back to planning too. So are we looking to reduce taxes today because you're making a lot? 
Are we looking at you maybe making more in the future with a bigger tax impact? So we want to be looking ahead for tax planning too. So with my my firm, we we have multiple specialties on my team. So I have CPA for consulting, estate planning consulting. We can review legal documents, those types of things. And then um, if they need to do some updating on that, then they can go to their attorney and, and have that done. So um, with the, with somebody with, with tax planning, um, that can come from a couple areas, right? So that could be from earning a lot of money through work, um, but people also pay often additional taxes through having their investment strategy not being quite right. Um, you may have run into somebody who has investment accounts and get a big fat 1099 form at the end of the year and pay a lot of taxes on money that they really didn't spend always. Mm. So, so there's a number of ways we can address being tax efficient mm-hmm. and it comes from both the investing and the income side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So would that be because people weren't reinvesting their gains? Would that create the 1099 and the taxable consequences? Uh, no, not necessarily because you could be paying taxes on the investments just by getting the gains, whether you reinvested them or not. Um, is normally the case. And some investments um, have more capital gains built into them than others. So you may not even sell some of these things and and you're still going to get stuck with the gains. So that's why it's important to know what kinds of investments are in certain types of accounts. Is it an IRA? Is it an after-tax brokerage account? Um, We want to be very specific about how we invest in different types of accounts to take advantage of whatever tax shelter we may be able to find. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Any predictions about the future economy given the new president? Yeah, so there's a lot of unknowns out there and you know, the stock market looks at unknowns and, and makes it more volatile. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, studies show from multiple sources, um, not just ours, but a lot of a lot of very smart people have done a lot of studies that will tell you just by having an election doesn't really change the market. It creates some volatility where there's unknowns about elections, even even in you know, past years in the months leading to one mm-hmm. um, are usually pretty volatile. Um, but once a new administration takes office, it's usually not a big surprise, some of the plans they may have. And so it, um, it, do they have a Congress and a Senate that are going to agree? That can affect how quickly they can get some things done. Mm-hmm. But in general, we, we expect um, some volatility to continue because there are a lot of unknowns right now. Um, regardless, um, you know, if, if, um, Biden is the president, you know, does he have Congress and Senate with him makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the economic environment, we have record low interest rates right now, you know, fixed bonds about zero. Um, so there is a chance for some future inflation. You know, we did a lot of, have done a lot of stimulus spending and we mm-hmm. probably will little bit more here. Mm -hmm. So at some point, some of that money will have to come back in the form of higher interest rates or perhaps some taxes somewhere. Um, 
that probably won't be for the next one to two years, I would say, because we've got a little bit of digging out to do with manufacturing. Um, but there are other areas of the economy that are doing pretty well. I mean, if you have a 401k and you, and you were invested well in the stock market, you probably have had a pretty good year. Um, although you've had some big bumps this year too. Mm -hmm. So, so it's just one of those things where having, um, having a portfolio with the right amount of risk for what you can take and being diversified, right. And knowing how and when to rebalance will get you through those turbulent times so that you can do your long-term earning. in Mm -hmm. the And, And that's kind of where we see it. We, we feel pretty good about where, some things are right now. We feel the market will do okay mm-hmm. in the next year, mm-hmm. um, but it's just going to be a bit bumpy. Yeah. Hang yeah. on. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, by now we should all be pros at just hanging on and just you think so. watching it ride. I, I tell you, you know, you get, you see those bad, bad days, you turn on the TV in the morning, like, well, that's what I do anyway. And I can see what's going on and I'm just like, okay, you know, who's, who's going to need talked off the ledge today. Right. <laughs> but you know, as an advisor, you, you, you try to do a really good job up front to get things where they should be and to keep things where they need to be so that when these things come, you know, the hardest thing to do is to, to talk to your, the clients and, and to tell them they're going to be okay and that we're making the changes that should be made and to just stick with the plan. Right. You know, I can show, you know, sticking with the plan will get you so much farther ahead than trying to jump in and out and in and out when things get bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Last question. I've got friends and they're struggling with, um, I've got record low interest rates. I want to go buy property, but the, the, the prices on property are are really high. What do they do? Well, I would say, is it a, is it going to be their primary residence or an investment property? That would be my first question. Investment property. Yeah, that's that's tougher. You know, that's all about cash flow, right? Mm-hmm. So, are you know, if they're going to be leveraged with a mortgage, um, you're right. Interest rates are at record lows. That makes up for the price because typically. When prices come down, one of the reasons they come down is interest rates have hedged up a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're interconnected. Mm -hmm. So I don't think um, it's always a great idea to time the market in real estate, just like in in buying stocks for that matter. But you have to know the market a little bit. And that's where, you know, working with a, a good professional and knowing are prices maybe in a bubble in the area you're looking would it be worthwhile to just wait a little bit and see? Um, or is the, are the financing terms enough to make up for that and give you a good position on cash flow? Um, you know, those are all questions I would ask. I don't, wouldn't say I have a, a flat answer because once again, the situation might be different. You know, are they using assets to put money down? Mm-hmm. Um, are you better taking money out of the stock market to put it down on a house? Those are, those are the things I would want to be running some numbers on. So, Well, this is exactly why I wanted to have you on the podcast um, and, and exactly why I wanted people to hear from you because um, this is, it's sort of like, should you do your divorce on your own? 
Um, you shouldn't. <laughs> you really shouldn't. I mean, unless unless it's so simple and it's a walk away divorce, like there are so many implications to the decisions that you're being asked to make. And there are so many decisions that go into a divorce and there are so many decisions that go into a financial plan. And whether or not you have a financial plan and whether or not you're working with an advisor, you are making decisions every single day right now that are going to affect your long-term future. Absolutely. Do you want to make those decisions um, proactively and informed and with a plan, or do you want to make those decisions one cup of coffee at a time? <laughs> well, and, and you know what, and having, having somebody that you trust on your team, I think just goes a long way, especially in, in a time where there's a lot of maybe some, some doubt, both in who can be trusted and, and trust in yourself, you know, with the divorce situation, I think it goes a long way to have some trusted advisors around you that, um, you know, you can kind of bounce, even bounce ideas off of if you need to, or if you really have a dilemma that you can really trust the advice you're getting. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jaina. I'm going to put your contact information in the show notes, but please tell our listeners how they can find you. Yeah, the the easiest way to find me is to either call me uh, directly at 480-469-2081, or you can email me at my um, direct email, which is jlavanway, you'll spell it out, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) L-A-V-A-N-W-A-Y at junctionwealth.com. Or you can also contact me through our company website at www.junctionwealth.com junctionwealth.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and we'll have you on again. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me on, Billy. Thanks so much for listening to the Modern Divorce Podcast. Remember, anything you've heard today or anything you read online is not the replacement for actual consultation with an attorney and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Even if you called in and we spoke to you, you were anonymous and we don't have your details and you have not become a client of Modern Law. However, we would love to speak with you or you should seek out the advice of legal counsel or counseling or any other expert near you. And if you have an idea for a show topic or you need to speak with an attorney in Arizona, you can reach me at info, I-N-F-O, at mymodernlaw.com.